0: You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning and War Eagle, War Report family, your man, Ike Jones. We are here. It's Tuesday morning, January 24th. This morning, we're going to talk about the Jack boys. Can they live up to the title this year, man? We want to see more takeaways from this secondary, a loaded secondary. Can Zach Etheridge and Wesley McGriff get these boys ready for the season to come out here and do damage? got to talk about it this morning, right here on the morning drop. Drop it on them. You are you now, are now, listening, now to listening to the war. The drop Morning Drop here, your man, Ike Jones, Mike G, in the place this morning, talking a little Auburn football once again. Good morning to everybody out there. Mike G, how you feeling?
1: Just go put the light on the me Right. quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. It's Tuesday. Uh, going to be yeah. up in Auburn for a little Bruce Pearl presser action. Uh, and sure. uh, yeah, man, I got lots of things going on today. So ready to talk some
0: football. Big game this weekend for the basketball team. Uh, Texas A&M travels to Neville Arena, so looking forward to seeing that matchup. But, um, but yeah, man. T- today we're talking defense, and mm. specifically want to talk about this secondary that's got four hundred and thirty-two DBs in the room. <laughs> uh, you that's know, a weirdly specific number. <laughs> yeah, just you know, there's a lot a lot of them out there, man. So how are we going to fare defensively? Uh, you you sent me some stats on this. Numbers of interceptions over the last 10 years. You know what stood out to me? What was that? In the last 10 years, Auburn has only had one, two, three, four, half of them double-digit interceptions. But the last time that that happened was 2019. 2019 double-digit interceptions. Can this be the year we get back to taking the ball away more often than we give it, first and foremost? We had 12 interceptions that we threw last year. Most of those coming in like the first five games. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but only took the ball away six times. Most of those coming in like the last four. Yeah. So can we get back to playing a little bit more balanced with the interceptions and situation like that? What you feeling about this DB situation?
1: Ah, listen, six. we had an excellent defensive backfield in my yeah. last year. But for some reason, there's been a lack of takeaways. Now... Um, you know, from the, from the DB position, I think that a lot of that has to be about, um, or some of it, like, is about the positions that the defense is being put in back against the wall. The offense turns the ball over, uh, you know, in their own territory and they're just kind of unable to, you know, it's just a bad situation all around. Um, so there's a causality between offense and defense. For sure. That, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about because when the offense is bad, um, it can have an effect on the defense. And unless you got you're like Georgia, you just got one of these all world defenses, just ain't gonna let people score no matter what. Um, it, it does have an effect. And and even them sometimes do when their offense messed up, they gave up points at times to some of the better teams. Ohio State found ways to score on Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I have always been, this is something I've always been kind of disappointed in. It felt like other teams in the SEC has done better than Auburn over the last like five or six years is just interceptions, yes. timely interceptions, pick sixes. It just doesn't seem to happen as often, even though we put DBs in the league, like, right. like Carlton Rodgers didn't Carlos, Carlos Rogers? you're talking about Carlton Davis you got oh, hey, together <laughs> two Auburn greats at DB right <laughs> Carlton Davis didn't have a ton of interceptions at
0: Auburn yeah I mean neither did um McCrary oh Jamal Dean like yeah I mean all those- these guys in the league but they didn't you know I mean Noah Igbenogany I wouldn't call him a, an Auburn great at DB but he went to the league for yeah. the defensive back not a lot of interceptions nah, in his time a- there
1: yeah, so they, those guys play the game at a high level, and I'm not saying that you have to get interceptions to be a great DB, for sure. but turnovers are certainly important to, you know, defense in our league and helping your offense out and helping your team out, and it just hasn't been happening. So can Wesley McGriff get more turnovers out of this? Because, look, turnovers in general were an issue for the defense the last couple of years. For sure. Right. So nobody was pitching in. They weren't, they were forcing fumbles,
0: but they weren't recovering. They weren't recover- yeah, that, that, that probably, we were not opportunistic. When, when opportunities were there for us to get turnovers, we just weren't capitalizing. And that's been a thing that's plagued overnight. It seems like for the last couple of years, it's right? Just, the ball is there on the ground. We can't get to it. The interception is right there. We can't come up with it. I don't know what's up with that.
1: Um. So uh, if you remember the 2010 defense, they gave up a ton of points, but somehow were great at getting turnovers. Right, Like, just, I mean, they were bleeding points to the teams. They gave up more points than any national title team in the history of college football. But when they needed a turnover... Very they, opportunistic. They could get it, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking back to that 20... The most infamous one to me was the punch out Yeah, on Mark Ingram when... I mean, listen, if they... If he, if he doesn't get that turnover, the game's over. Because if Beba kicks a field goal, I don't see, if they get any points there, I don't see Auburn winning that game. It would have
0: been very difficult because he was on his way to a touchdown on that very run.
1: Right. Yeah. But, you know, the bear jumped on his back and then, uh, what was it? it what was the guy's name, Antoine Carter Carter, just no quit. G- I give him credit. And he punches the ball out. And somehow, this oblong ball doesn't go out of bounds. Yeah. And it rolls out the back of the end zone for a touchback. Yeah. Or I think, you know, I think uh, uh, somebody jumped on it. right? What did that was mean? a touchback on that one. Yeah, it was a touchback. But I don't think it went out of the back of the end zone. I think they stopped it. And, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, wow. I can think of so many key turnovers from that season that they got. And yeah. when I think back
0: on last season, I'm like,
1: i'm drawing blanks
0: yeah i know we got turnovers i mean i can remember the ones that happened i remember the dj james pick six that happened in the uh, western kentucky game i remember the one that popped up about 15 times that Keontae scott got off of the carom um i remember uh simpson got one in the mississippi state game uh yeah, yeah, I, I mean, your oh, memory's better I, than the, mine. the first one of the season was actually Derek. Um, Derek Hall got the one in the Missouri game, um, right. but uh, I can't remember what the other two were. The, those are the four that I'm drawing
1: blanks and maybe because it's early, but I'm just telling you, I I can't even I can barely think of any, even though I know they happened. Yeah. Right. So getting turnovers is going to be super important. Doing it from the secondary, I think is going to be important and limiting the passing game and playing lockdown defense on receivers. So when I was looking at the numbers that I sent to you, I was just thinking Auburn was pretty good at this at one point. Yeah. And then fell off. So, you know, can the new defensive coordinator scheme up something? Because it's not just going to be about McGriff, right? Like, it's going to be about whether the defensive right. coordinator can put together a scheme that puts these guys in positions to get interceptions and make plays at a high level. Uh, we'll see. I mean, time will tell. But uh, they didn't do it well last year. Six interceptions
0: is, is is too low for our league, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, we, we've got to be more opportunistic as a defense, getting more takeaways Um, I think the biggest disappointment for me as far as the takeaways are concerned is the imbalance, right? Because we gave the ball away so many times. And it's like, you know, uh, to your point, you're putting your defense in a bad position a little bit too often when you're having so many turnovers. But you want your defense to be just as greedy as your offense is generous, right? So can we at least get a one-to-one correlation where if we're going to give the ball away 20 times in the season, can we take it away 20 times? Right, Right, right. figuring out how to make that happen. Um, and hopefully this year, because like, I feel like teams that focus on taking the ball away, do it at a higher proficiency, right? Like, it's right. just a thing where it's like, is what we focus on. We're going to punch the ball out. If the ball carry is there, we're going to go and we're going to bait them into certain things, coverage wise, and we're going to go get interceptions. Um, And, and, I'm not saying that this last team didn't focus on it. I'm just saying I don't know that the opportunities presented themselves as much as they needed to, and when they were there, we didn't take advantage of them. That comes back to scheme, though, right, about why the opportunities didn't present themselves as much as they needed
1: to because part of focusing on takeaways, you know, every every tackler has a decision to make. Every DB has a decision to make when that ball's in the air. Go for the pick, knock it down, or just focus on tackling you know, tackling my guy. Right. And if you choose wrong, it could be a big play. Right. Going for the pick when you should just knock it down has burned many a DV. For sure. Right. So uh, I I'm looking at it and I'm thinking Wesley McGriff is gonna have to teach this technique to these guys and make sure that they're doing making the right decisions in that regard. Um, and hopefully what we see is we see we have ball hawks now. Teach these guys how to be ball hawks. Part of being um man, okay, so Hear me out. Like, one of the best interceptions I ever saw. Um, it was a Florida DB way back in the day. Don't ask me his name. I just remember the replay. Um, and he went to the league and played for a while. But um, I was watching the, this Florida game. And he was maybe 15 yards away from the receiver and peeled off a re- peeled off his man in anticipation. This guy, his, he played the game so instinctually. God, I got to go back and find his name but one of the best DBs in Florida history and intercepted the ball like i mean he literally he peeled off his man and took the underneath guy and undercut the pass and then was gone pick 6 and i'm like how do you make that decision that early like i mean he read the quarterback's mind
0: yeah you know that's, I- that's film study man that's film study and understanding tendencies bro like it's it's one of those things where when you really start to understand what a team is trying to do to attack you uh, on the back end, you start to notice, like, some of it's taking a risk, right? Like, you're saying, hey, this is how they normally go in pattern recognition. That's one of the things I talk about when I talk about, um, and I, if you guys uh, who are members, well, everybody who's in the chat right now is a member, but if you're members of the War Report um, and you've seen the film sessions that I do. It's one of the things I talk about when when players are playing zone or having responsibilities out in the back end is pattern recognition, recognizing, all right, there's only two guys to this side of the field. And this is what the typical pattern combinations are going to be. If this guy's going deep, this guy's likely running this other route and and not just defending grass, but defending what patterns you recognize in front of you. And that helps you to be able to be in better position. Also, we got to get the defensive backs. This has been a big pet peeve of Auburn fans for for the last couple of years, getting their head around when the ball is in the air. Right. right. Ball is in the air. Get my head around. Make a play on the ball. Ball skills are becoming a lost art out here in these streets, it seems.
1: Yeah, listen. Um, it's probably one of the most frustrating things to watch is, is that it feels like they can make a play, but what, for whatever reason, they, they can't get their head around. Now, you know, when you're chasing somebody, when you turn your head around, you lose speed. So if you cho- like if you don't choose right, I, I believe DBs are taught to try to read the hands in the, in, you know, and again, the, the body language of the receiver to know when he's getting ready to make a catch mm-hmm. and stick your hand out yeah, right at the last minute. Um, But it feel it's felt like it, they're not even doing that right it just feels like it's it's not something that they've done well over the years yeah um so to your point when a ball's being thrown to the corner of the end zone and a db can't get his head around because he's running out of real estate so the ball the ball's got to be coming <laughs> right turn around and make a play
0: uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, listen, it, it's and, and, you know, I'm not sitting here pretending like it's easy to to play the ball in the air. But sometimes it feels like there's been certain situations where it's like I mean, it feels like the ball's hung up in the air forever. And our guys just were not able to get around and make a play on the ball when there was an opportunity to do so. So hopefully we can get to a place where we're doing that a little bit better. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news.
1: We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active
0: in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Drop! Let's get to these comments out here. P-Pass jumps this off and says, if Spencer Sanders plays for Ole Miss, that's three. Predicting three <laughs> interceptions if Spencer Sanders is the starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, I
1: love this shit. This is, this is a top-tier comment. Yeah, I wish I, like I could. It. I wish I could put a star by this. Uh, uh, well done,
0: well done. Uh, T-Moultrie says, Jack Boy's going to rob this year. I definitely yes. want to see it. Yeah, listen, I want to see... Felony level grand theft of the football out there this year. Take it away, James McAlpine jumps in. Picks are rare. I have had lower expectations on interceptions. Picks they, can be rare. Yeah, yes. they've been. They don't need to for be this Albert. rare. Yeah, yeah, they've been rare <laughs> for Auburn. So, like,
1: I mean, it seems like. um I mean, I would. I don't. I don't know the rankings on this, but I would. I if I were a betting man, I bet Auburn was near at
0: the bottom of the league in this category right correct yeah Yeah. though they though they're rare they they don't have to be as rare as they have been of late That's my whole point i'm not trying to turn us into you know the the legion of boom defense from seattle right in their prime but i am trying to get us to a place where hey man you got to think twice about this whole situation you throwing it over here to these dudes because we got guys that are supposed to be top tier defensive backs right like dj james is a lockdown corner by most metrics um listen, man, I'm I'm hoping to see somebody opposite him on the other side. Listen, I'm, why does it kept My boy Keontae Scott played outside corner when he was at Snow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if he could slide over there to the other side, JD Rem looked good when he was playing. You know what I'm saying? We got some guys that can go out here and go get it, man. So hopefully we can start locking down these corners. Mm. Um Hugh Rayleigh says, didn't we get turnovers with the 2013 team? And that's something that Mike G was talking about a little bit. Well, you were yeah. talking about 2010. 2013, yeah, 13 interceptions right. for that one. Yeah, they did,
1: they did all right in 2013. Um, I mean, they did better in 2014 somehow. Like that's
0: yeah, the 2014
1: right. team had 22 interceptions. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were they were nice in 20. I mean, they I mean they they went up big time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 2013 was
0: not, they were no slouches in the secondary. At all. Sure. Don Cullen says, now that we can look back, what do you think the reason was we gave up the ball as much as we did? Good question.
1: He's talking about last year? Yeah. Um, scheme. Again, I keep telling you guys a bad scheme will cause will cause uh, uh turnovers. I don't think the players believe in the game plan to start. Um, and you know, just, you know, I mean, you put some of it on the players, certainly. I think the ball
0: security issues are play is are player driven for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, some of them doesn't make you fumble.
1: Yeah. It's it like, listen, man, some of them interceptions that TJ threw in the first three games were on him. Right. Almost all of them, all except for one I can think of were on him, but it wasn't just him. It was, it just felt like it was everybody. Some of the fumbles. You know, I, I've questioned Tank and ball security for years. It's not to me; it's not been his strong suit. as ball security, you know. Um, so, I mean, well, he Tank turned, didn't have a lot of fumbles this year. It wasn't that wasn't his problem this season. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, like over the over over his tenure at Auburn, um, overall that's been mediocre to not so great at best, right? Um, yeah. Even even Jarquez Hunter, man, just turning the ball
0: like fumbling the ball at key times during the game. Yeah, ball, I don't know what like the last couple of games jarquez was loose with it right yeah. like he had the fumble in like, like the one in the bama game was probably the most inexplicable like he fumbled that off of shankers back right like he didn't even get hit he was just yeah. trying to make a move and he that was weird but
1: yeah it was a, it was strange to me how again that could be that could be symptomatic of just everything that's been going on the last few years with auburn football right. but again i hope when they see the tape this new staff they go straight to ball security because, like I said, I mean, I don't want people to hear like sound like I'm picking on Tank. It was just, it wasn't just him, man. It was everybody, right? Like, I mean, if you think back to Penn State last year, Kobe fumbled against nothing on that reverse, yeah, thing that they were trying to pull. It was
0: just, I mean, ball security yeah, I mean, has not been great. As far as last year is concerned, really, the the guy who had ball security issues overall, uh, I mean, well, the, the 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 position that had ball security was the quarterback. Right, right. Between TJ and Robbie, I don't know how many fumbles we had between those two guys. We didn't lose all of them, but there was a lot More of fumbles, fumbles happening between the in the quarterback position last season. Um, I the one fumble in Penn State, which Shed had right before the end of the half, was like a crazy, ridiculous fumble. Uh, yeah, we just ball security was a definite issue for this team last season. So something that they'll definitely have to clean up. To to answer the question, Don, what do I think the reason was? Focus ball security is 80% about focus. Like you're thinking about making a move, but you're not thinking like ball security has to be instinctive. Like you have to practice. And that's that. I think that's a big reason. Shout out to, um, high and tight. Was, that's what they uh, teach high and tight. That's what they yeah. Teach. I was about to say shout out to, and I can't, for whatever reason, his real name, the speed genius. What is his real name? Brad Lester, Brad. Brad shout out to Brad Lester and the work he did with tank in the off season. Because his ball security got way better this season. And I think a lot of that was about the work he put in in the offseason about not just figuring out how to make moves, but making those moves while focusing on how you're holding the ball. And so I think um, we're, we're going to see some improvement from some of these guys just in, hey, practice the moves, but also practice the fundamentals of how you're you're holding on to the ball when you're doing it. Facts. Uh, James Sawyer jumps back in. Prime example was Roger McCreary against Alabama State when he made the house call. He's talking about DBs, understanding what routes are developing in front of them, mm-hmm. and then anticipating what's happening. He saw that screen happening the entire way. Right. He just stepped in front of it.
1: He caught he he caught that ball with his hands, too. Yeah, he played like, it like the he, receiver. Hands away from his body and just hauled it in and just took it to the house, right? Um, You know, I thought Smoke did this well
0: at times. Yeah. Where like he would just be back there playing outfield. Yeah. right. That's like one, I the, one of the things I think somebody mentioned in the comments. Jalen Simpson at safety. He seemed to be a guy like when he's playing in the middle of the field, understanding what's happening out there in front of him and baiting guys into throws. So I, right. I liked him playing safety. For sure. Um, Auburn dad jumps in and says, so if our defense is as good as Hughes Landshark defense at Ole Miss, what should we call it? Tiger Sharks? Question mark. Ooh,
1: Auburn dad. Let's see here. We got to think about this. We got to give this some serious <laughs> thought, right?
0: Uh, when we retire, boom, you know, it was time <laughs> to, you know, they, like we had to come up with something. Uh, I mean, tiger- they're already jack boys. Like, do we just let them be what they want to call themselves? I, I mean, a lot of people call themselves jack boys, though. So I don't know how you Yeah, know. I don't know about tigers and sharks. Like, we attack you by land and sea. Like, I don't know. No, I mean, tiger right? shark is a real animal. So it's not as if it's a made up thing. Land yeah. shark is not a real thing, though, by the way. Oh Miss. <laughs> land shark is not a real thing that is not a real thing yes oh gosh so many ways Mm. the broken ugly manifests itself in oxford They're they're just a terrible people you know yeah it's okay man at least you guys uh tailgate well uh don cullen jumps back in ike you brought up a good point are more interceptions happening in zone versus man to man this is a good question Uh, I don't know what the statistics say on this, but I do know that it's much easier to see the ball coming when you don't have your back turned. And nine times out of 10, your back is turned when you're playing zone. I mean, when you're playing man, because you're focusing on where a person is. In zone, you're typically looking at the quarterback. I think it's more so about how you disguise coverages that Mm -hmm. determine whether or not a QB thinks he's seeing one thing, but something else is happening. Um, College defenses don't tend to be that sophisticated because you just don't have a lot of time on film to prepare exotic things. But one thing I will say, and we'll definitely get into this on another morning drop, pass rush marries with your ability to get interceptions. If you're not getting pressure on the quarterback, the number of interceptions you're going to get is going to be a lot less. So if yeah. you're making the QB have to make quicker decisions than he wants to, or he's making those decisions under duress or tipped passes, all those sort of things, that's really what leads to interceptions more often than anything else.
1: Right. So let me say this, right? Like some of this is just about making plays, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let's be real. Um some of this is just about play playmakers making plays. For so sure. you know, when I think about that, I think about um Oregon versus you know, uh, Georgia to start the season. Okay. And the freshman DB is out there and both throws a deep ball. Right. Um, it wasn't a terrible, it was a little on the throne. It wasn't a terrible pass, but man, he just made a play. Yeah, he did. It was a great just, play too. I mean, just fully outstretched, you know, again, I had to catch the ball with his hands and bring it into his body. He just made a play. Right. And I haven't seen Auburn do that at a, you know, a lot. Over the last few years where, again, it's man-on-man. Man, the the uh, uh, and, and Essentially, it is what is a 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. And, and the DB goes up and just wins and takes the ball away.
0: Right? Get greedy out there. Get yeah. nasty. Take it from them. Yeah, like I said that yeah. goes back to ball skills, man. You have to have the ability to play the ball in the air. And some guys have it, and some guys have to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where our guys land on that. Uh, Haley doesn't like the idea of tiger sharks. Says no tiger sharks, sir. They are small sharks, if I'm not mistaken. Small, right. but quick. They are fast, though. Yeah, yeah. but you got to be big and fast in our league. So I'm with Haley on this one. Yeah, I, I'm mad at that. And then uh, Damian Smith says a group of tigers is called an ambush, which I actually like a lot for a defense. <laughs> the ambush mob. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. <How> would. It- <laughs> we we could figure out something. I, I I actually like that one right there. We need Damian. Holla at me, sir. We need to figure out how to make that a thing on some merch. Out here yeah, yeah, the, the ambush making... mob, baby. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I think so we found it. I like that one a lot, man. So we'll, we'll we'll figure out how we can get that that branded and out there and start start using that term a little bit more so people latch onto it. Damien, kudos to you, sir. If I come up with a shirt for ambush. I'll make sure that you get the first one. Yeah, Thank baby. you so much for that. We are about to get out of here. As always, it is War Eagle to everybody out there. We'll holler at you guys tomorrow morning on the next Morning Drop. Until then, peace. Peace. Drop.